एंड वेलकम टू दिस वेरी स्पेशल ऑल इंडियंस मैटर इन डेप सीरीज कस्तूर इन गांधी शेडो हिज गाइडिंग लाइट ऑन कस्तूरबा द वाइफ ऑफ द महात्मा आई एम अशरफ इंजीनियर मोहनदास गांधी हैड प्लान टू रिटर्न टू इंडिया एंड हिज वाइफ कस्तूर एज सून एज हिज लीगल असाइनमेंट इन साउथ अफ्रीका वॉज कंप्लीट बट ही स्टेट बैक टू लीड द फाइट अगेंस्ट द मूव टू डिप्राइव इंडियंस ऑफ दे वोट This meant a prolonging of the separation with Kasturi and also his growing children. He returned eventually to India and then again to South Africa. This period would have a profound effect on Gandhi, Kasturi and eventually India. Let's talk about this with Tushar Gandhi, great grandson of the Mahatma and author, a peace activist and someone who's striving to keep Gandhi relevant in today's India. Tushar is also writing a book on Kasturba called Kasturni Diary. This is part 3 of the series. Welcome Tushar. Thank you Ashraf. As Mohandas's political activities grew in Durban, so did his law practice as you've described in the previous uh, part of the series. At the same time, he was undergoing a massive spiritual change. Could you describe them and especially through the lens of Kasturba? Um Ashraf, uh, we must understand that this was the period when Kasturba was most in dark about her husband. She wasn't really getting enough information although she was becoming the dominant uh, member of the family because she was the provider's wife her status was high but she was a woman the point of information was not her it was still what she gleaned from the other two wives because mohandas wasn't writing directly to her but to the it brothers. wasn't uh, the, you know those days you're not supposed to write to your wife the wife never writes to the husband but the husband is also not supposed to write to the wife even if he is sending a message for the wife he has to send it to the head of the family and hope that it will be conveyed to his wife so kasturi is getting all second hand information just what the brother decides is you know maybe this much is enough for her to know or what the sister in law decides that Oh from what my husband told me maybe this much is enough for me to tell kasur So you understand it is a second and third hand information that she is getting so she is basically in the dark about what is happening over there she is getting snatches of you know he is talking about the community he is talking about the community's rights he is talking about negotiating with the uh, gora sahibs My husband is negotiating with Gora Sahibs, a guy who had, who she had seen actually not doing very well while he was yes, who couldn't speak, who himself had confessed that I failed because I couldn't speak, I couldn't utter a word in court. He's negotiating with Gora Sahibs in a strange land. Is he my husband? Have they replaced him over there? This is somebody else. Ashraf all this is we think it's funny just imagine kasturs state would have been a, it have been a time of intense anxiety intense insecurity what is happening yes he is providing for the family we are very well off we are benefiting my sons are also benefiting out of it he's taking care of the whole family but who is he Did I marry this man? The boy I got married to is he the same? You know, once before there was that stranger's photograph that came. 
and now there is a portrait emerging from words disconnected words i have to put the jigsaw together am i doing it right will finally that image that will emerge from that jigsaw puzzle assembly will that be my husband the father of my sons imagine imagine the trauma that that was causing to the woman back home completely unaware of the change the spiritual change had not begun at this point of time at this point of time the change was of an intensely private person into as much intense public personality it was happening in south africa barrister mohandas karamchand gandhi was transforming into gandhi bhai the leader of the indian community the asian community in south africa people bowed to him when he walked into a room not something kasturba would have ever imagined not something kasturba would have ever imagined she would have desired for that to happen at some point of time but in a very different manner not in a manner that was happening now she couldn't visualize the lines of the oppressed waiting to get gandhi bhai's ear for him to you know wave his magic wand to change their hopeless lives bring hope into their lives unknown to kasturb back in rajkot gandhi bhai was doing that in south africa the spiritual change hadn't happened at that point as yet because gandhi bhai was still charging for his professional services he was making money he was the richest lawyer in south africa amongst the indian community because he was the exclusive he had a monopoly this was all happening unknown to his wife back home who was sitting and wondering and you know drawing outlines this is my husband no this is not this is my husband no this is not this is my husband is he imagine that play if you just imagine sitting with a sketchbook and trying to draw a portrait so drawing something erasing it drawing something erasing it not sure of yourself of course so when mohandas did arrive back in india and that's 1896 i think 2 years uh, late if my calculations are right he was finally successful and very respected what was the reunion like once again a reunion with a stranger once again and a different stranger altogether absolutely. even different from the one that absolutely. came back from England. yeah absolutely once again somebody who's talking in a strange tone is talking about the colony he's talking about the empire he's talking about their rights what is all this what is the meaning of it? we are the family we matter what is this about the community and the rights and uh you know the dignity of the human beings and uh, the rights of the citizens of the empire what is all this what you going to talk and go and stay, stand in front of the king emperor has he done it is he the same guy i married you know this man who has returned from south africa he gets letters from england he gets letters from delhi the capital of india he writes to all of them okay i can understand he writes he is always fond of writing and he wants to send out but he gets replies i know you don't like this term but wtf 
he gets replies to his letters <laughs> i never thought we'd use that term on this podcast especially when we talk about gandhi and kasturba you know he gets replies he writes to all the big people but he gets replies imagine what has happened who is this guy and he's like a maniac every day from morning till evening he's come back from south africa to be with the family he sits in his room writing letters and writing things like which are six pages five pages 10 pages long and sending them off what is he doing how can he even have all that in his mind where did he bring all this from gandhi is writing mohandas is writing to the colonial administration he's writing to the viceroy he's writing to the indian community in india he's writing to journals in london in india all over the colonies and people are writing back and saying yes mr gandhi we value your contributions he's writing at the prodigious rate of 50 60 letters a day who is this man who's come back he's with me but it's like two different people somebody who comes to my bed and that is only the time when i recognize my husband and at the other other times there's somebody else who's become this community leader oh my god what is this so would have been extremely difficult to connect to the individual imagine again. imagine ashraf what a shock it must have been and this man who has told me is taking me back to his world what is his world is this the man in my bed taking me back to his world or the man in the house during the day taking me back to some alien uh, place where what is going to happen taking my sons with me us what will happen to me over there who is this person do i even know him ashraf imagine the dilemma of a woman for whom the world meant rajkot and porbandar porbandar and rajkot nothing beyond that yeah. even bombay was a alien country for her yeah and so she's been told, south africa london would have been words when she's nothing been told more. prepare we are leaving for south africa you're going to start living with me over there living with whom who is this man think of this and you will realize in today's time it's impossible for us to imagine the dilemma and the turmoil it must have caused in this woman's mind it would have been like you know those uh, when we were growing up there used to be this matrimonial thing short term arrival in gujarati press it used to be the uh, thing would be took samay mate aavya when you read that headline took samay mate aavya you realize he is looking for a bride or a groom and he's here only for a finite amount uh, of time finite amount of time when they will establish a relationship maybe consummate it and then go back it must have been like that this man who came from south africa was he even her husband who had gone very soon after that tushar kastur and the children leave with mohandas for south africa on the corland the name of the ship when the ship reaches durban 
they are not allowed to disembark why is that see before that happens uh, bapu writes an article about the situation of the asiatics in south africa and the discrimination that they face and again as is his practice he is obsessive about communication so he conscripts all the children of the family and the neighborhood and they are put to work he is getting multiple copies of that article printed he is dispatching it like a maniac to everybody you know 50 copies every day are being dispatched to everybody uh, who is anybody london bombay delhi calcutta all over the show periodicals everything he is given the uh, order to print these to a local printery the man runs out of paper so he starts printing the cover of that pamphlet in green paper which he has in stock so that pamphlet comes to be known popularly as the green pamphlet where he is very methodically written about the sufferings and the oppression of the asiatic community in south africa and the crown colony of natal and very matter of factly it's taken note of by a lot of people it's published by a lot of periodicals the reuters correspondent in delhi picks it up he writes a report on it and sends it to his london office which makes a kind of derivative from that and flashes it on its wire and the natal mercury takes it up and sensationalizes the whole thing and makes an allegation that barrister gandhi is defaming all the whites in natal and look what kind of a inflammatory things he's writing and all that and they drill up passion the local white politicians get into the act and they drub up anger against gandhi they look what he's doing you know he's defaming us is not justified we are such uh, compassionate leaders and this that and the other and then a rumor is floated gandhi is coming back he's bringing a whole army of immigrants with him two ship loads and he's going to flood the colony with coolies and us the rightful uh, residents of the colony will be reduced to a minority we have to guard against this invasion by coolies and so passions are raised to a tremendous high anger is fanned amongst the rednecks we call it the working class the louts the campaign is carried out in the drinking rooms in the workplaces of the blue collared workers said so you guys are going to suffer the coolies will come and take all your jobs and throw you out on the street we've got to stop them so a campaign is started we'll throw the coolies back into the sea and we won't let that coolie barrister step on the land unknown to them back home they are preparing to go to london now there is a change in the dynamics Ba's sister Dalyadba has been widowed. She has a young son. So along with his sons and wife, Mohan says, "My nephew will also come to South Africa. He will live with us. He'll grow up with us. I'll take care of his upbringing. He's now taking care of all the children 
and their upbringing. But the, these are the four people going back to South Africa. Kasthur, two sons, and Raliyad's son going back. They embark on it. And now again the training starts. Now you are the wife of a successful barrister. We have a certain status in the society, in the community. You have to play that role. You have to be westernized. You can't be a Gamadian. And this is on the ship. On the ship while going there again, the shoe wearing practices. And now she is supposed to dress like a Parsi woman. The saris and the blouses and all that have to be Parsi influenced. Because that's the acceptable attire for the elite in South Africa. Her lessons in English begin, which she resists. But Mohan keeps trying. Because how can he have an Anpad Gawar wife? She has to be lettered. But Kastur there shows her admancy. And she says, what do you mean? I'm not good enough for you? I'm your, the mother of your sons. I have looked after your house. Your family. And you think I'm incapable? You're ashamed of me? You better accept me as I am. I'm not going to learn from you. So once again, Kasthur's spirit is in evidence. Yes. Her, this time you see her obstinate nature. At the back of her mind, she realizes that it's for my own good. You know, I must learn the language of the country I'm going to. Otherwise, I'll, how will I communicate? But how dare this Mohanior teach me? He thinks he, I've forgotten that he used to be terrified of the dark and cry like a baby. He's going to teach me. I'm not going to learn from him. I will not learn from him. What does he mean? The obstinacy of Kastur emerges at this time. Even when she knows that, you know, it will benefit me. But how dare he assume that I am not capable? Who is he to do that? So, this also is happening. This conflict is going on. But on board the ship, Mohan lets down the rule. You got to sit properly on the table to eat. And no elbows on the table. No speaking with food in your mouth. No chewing with an open mouth. No eating with your fingers. Rotli dalbat shak, but with fork, knife and spoon. Parsi attire. Shoes on. Walk with shoes on the deck. Practice. You can't walk like, you know, somebody who's walking on a bed of nails. You have to walk confidently, in style, elegantly. So practice. Kasthur's first sea voyage. You know, she's still getting a sea feed, the unsteady deck. Actually, may have been her first voyage out of Porbandar or yes, Rajkot, yes. in fact, isn't it? And the first sea voyage. While she's trying to get used to it, all this training is also happening. And then, they're hit by an oceanic cyclone. And for three days, the ships are tossed about like, you know, little paper boats in a bucket whirlpool. And it's so bad that three-fourths of the passengers are seasick. They have to tie down all the luggage and baggages. Everybody is confined to the cabins because they could be swept off the deck. But, Mohandas Gandhi has sea legs. He's not affected by uh, the seasickness or any of it. He's not terrified either. Or at least he doesn't show he's terrified. And so the captain requisitions, can you please help with the other passengers? 
She said, of course. So the family is told, you be in the cabin. I have to look after everybody. I may not be able to be with you. So while they are tossed and thrown about in the choppy seas, in the turbulent seas, Ba has to be with the three children alone in the cabin. Her husband is doing his duties for the community. Yet again. This is the new thing. <laughs> that the community is now becoming more important than the family. That's certainly what she would have felt, isn't it? He keeps leaving me either going away somewhere else to work for other people or even when I'm with him, his attention seems to be on other people. You know, when he was going to England, the anxiety was that she, he would replace me with the mame. Yeah. He didn't do that. But now this mame of the community is becoming my southern, actually. And it seems as if he is more responsible for this southern than for me. The community has become important. But then his success is because of that. We are enjoying the fruits of that success too. So how can I not accept it? But why, why, why this? Why do I have to be sharing him with the community? So, Shah, I want to actually return to what I originally asked because I think this is important and it would have also affected Kasurba's psyche quite significantly, which is when they actually reached port, they were initially not allowed to disembark, but then they were, they did disembark under some very trying circumstances. And what happened after that? If you could just take us through that sequence of events. I was just coming to that, Shrif. Finally, the storm subsides and the journey is resumed. And they reach Durban. When the pilot comes back on board, he informs the captain that you're going to be quarantined. You know, after you left Bombay, there was an outbreak of the plague in Bombay. So we are worried that you will carry the germs with you. So you're going to be uh, quarantined at mid-sea. You will not be allowed to enter the port. And the ship will be fumigated. And then we'll let you know when you can come and, uh, you know, uh, bunk. And for 22 days, 24 days, the ships are in uh, mid-sea away from the port of Durban. Supplies are lessening in shortage. The passengers are growing desperate, even angry. Because whispers have been uh, let loose on the boat that what is happening is all because of Gandhi. So they're all resentful that, you know, we are suffering because of you kind of thing. Then finally... They said, okay, you can come and uh, the ships can enter port and dock. So the ships enter the port and they dock. And as the disembarkation begins, the agent comes up. And he said, everybody disembark but the Gandhi family. Not the Gandhi family. Everybody else can disembark. So what is happening now? But then finally... At least everybody else disembarks and the Gandhi family is the only family left on board. And then the agent comes to Bapu and he says, see the situation is bad. There's a mob outside the port dock out to harm you. So we are afraid to take you down. So what we suggest is we will take your wife and sons, let them disembark and let them go to safety. And then we'll figure out how to take you out. The Kasturba says, what is happening when Bapu comes and says, you'll have to go alone. I have a friend, you'll go and stay with him. 
and uh, then whenever I can, I'll come and meet you. What is happening? I've come to a strange land. Now you tell me we can't go there together. You're sending me away to a stranger's house and expect me to go and live with them. And they're not even of our religion, not even of our community. And you expect me to go and stay with them. What is happening? And for the first time, this question troubles her. Now what has he done? See, there is that doubt that my husband is capable of doing anything. And when she is confronted with this situation, now what has he done? What have I landed up in because of his doing? What is going to happen? He said, don't worry. It's all organized. You go stay with Parsi Rustamji. That's his friend. His friend. Rustamji Jivanji. Yeah. And I'll come to you. Finally, she said, okay, I accept. She and the children disembark. They're put in a rickshaw and taken to Parsi Rustamji's house. As they're leaving the dock, they see this mob, which is shouting slogans in English and seems to be very angry. The only thing that Kastur recognizes in all that is frequent shouts of that word, Gandhi, Gandhi, Gandhi. My God, what is happening? Why are these guys so angry with my husband? Is it the same Gandhi, my husband, or who is this? Nobody is willing to tell her. She reaches Rustamji's house and she's very comfortable. The Rustamjis are very loving. And his wife talks to her in Gujarati. What a relief. Which must have been a relief. I was about what to say that. a relief. Somebody who will understand her, somebody who will communicate with her. She asks her, what is happening, Ben? Said, Don't worry, it's all under control. Don't worry, it's all under control. The hours pass by, no sign of her husband. Strange house, strange cultures, doubts. Because Parsis are like Muslims, no? They eat meat, my God. I have to eat from the same kitchen. What will they feed me? I have to stay in their house. Where's my husband? Where's my house? What is happening? First, association with South Africa with such uncertainty, such anxiety. What has he done? And then Harilal shouts from the balcony, Hey, Bapu is coming. And then this man walks in, bleeding, in tatters, injured. And within a few minutes, there's a howling mob outside the house, shouting angrily. Again, the only thing she understands is the frequent utterances of Gandhi, Gandhi, Gandhi. What has he done? And what's going to happen to me in this strange land, my sons, my children? Bapu says, don't worry. Everything will be taken care of. Where have I landed up? What have I landed up in? What has he done? This question must have nagged her. Because at the back of her mind, she believes that my husband is capable of doing anything. Based on past record. Based on past record, her assumptions, the changes that she's seen in him. The man who has changed so dramatically in front of her eyes. That one niggling doubt is always there. What's he going to do next? And when she sees this manifestation, she must have been desperate. What has he done? When can I ask him, what have you done? And then there's this howling mob. 
They're throwing stones now. And then the policeman comes in, the Gora Sahib comes in. And he talks to her husband in a strange tongue. She doesn't understand anything. The only thing suddenly she realizes that they've made him change into a policeman's uniform. And as he's walking out, as a concerned wife, she goes and brings a pot from the kitchen. He says, put this on under the turban. You know, they're throwing Almost stones. like a helmet. Like a helmet. <laughs> they're throwing stones. At least you'll be saved from blows to the head. And they tell her, you stay here. Be taking him away to safety. He'll be safe. Because otherwise this mob will lynch him. What has angered this mob like this? Why are they wanting after his blood? And he says, don't worry. It's all under control. What control? What have I got into? Then he's taken away. And suddenly members of the mob barge into the house and inspect everything. They even walk into the bedroom where she has taken refuge with her sons. There's so much anger in them. There's so much hate in them. Will they kill us? What has he done? Finally, at two in the morning, the mob disperses. Everything comes back to normal and finally they can sleep. The last thought is, what has he done? What have I landed up in? No knowledge, no news. Imagine this baptism with fire in a totally new place, in a totally new life, where she had come with a sort of pride and joy that finally I'm going to be the queen of my home. I'll be the, you know, the the, the head, so-called head of my family. I will have my own domain. And suddenly being confronted by this uncertainty, will I even survive? Even a day? Imagine this kind of baptism with the saint, the trauma it would have caused. And she's pregnant again. But that's 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 in. Uh, I think that that came a little later. Isn't no, it's it? a, little a little late. Little but later. Uh, she's like in the same period. Yeah, yeah. So in fact, a little after that, though they stayed at the Jivanji uh, Rustam Rustamji Jivanji's house for a while, they moved into their ho- own home. Yeah, Beach Grove. Beach Grove Villa, Villa which must which you would imagine would have been a relief for Kastur, but more trials awaited. Mohandas neglect of their children's education, for example, or his penchant to help anyone who passed by. Again, that would have been not really what she would have imagined. See, uh, after the traumatic introduction, after two days, Mohandas comes to her. He's still bandaged up and injured things. He says, don't worry, I'm fine. Everything is back to normal. It was a misunderstanding. Don't worry. He takes them to Beech Grove. Beautiful locality, lovely villa, just a stone throw away from the sea. Memories of Porbandar. Again, a seaside town. And Kastur's most favorite spot was the terrace of her father's house where she would go up and sit alone, engrossed in her thoughts, enjoying the view of the setting sun over the Arabian Sea. Once again, near a sea, her house, a house of her own, a big house of her own. Memories of Purmandar back here. But that doubt also, what have I got into? Who is this stranger with whom I've come to this place? What has he done? 
it's still unanswered finally i believe in beech grove villa she would have said everything is fine thank you very much but tell me what did you do why were they after your blood are it was a misunderstanding forget it now it's gone nothing what do you mean nothing they almost killed all of us okay you want to know and now i'll answer that question that i refused to answer yeah where is it okay you want to know come we'll go i'll take you to the place where it all started and the picnic is planned go to durban central station take a train where are we going ah we going you want to know no what happened i'll show you 3 hours later get off at the station called peter marriage work he says okay kasur you want to know what happened it started here you know when i came to take the job i was going to pretoria the same way we came from durban and i'd taken a first class ticket i was a barrister no so i was traveling by first class and that's when they told me that you're a coolie you may be a barrister but you're a coolie you can't sit in the first class and when i showed them the ticket they said so what you're still a coolie you can't sit in the first class and on this station they threw me out of the train they threw me out of the train train what are you talking about you got hurt no i didn't get hurt but my pride got hurt Oh my god why didn't you tell me what is there to tell you it doesn't matter to us yeah, it matters to me you got thrown out of a train ah nothing much i spent the whole night on this platform thinking whether i should suffer this humiliation should i retaliate seek revenge or should i said i don't want all this to come back home but how could i come back home this was our last hope what would we do i had to do something no that one night i spent over here all alone shivering humiliated hurt all doors closed to me if i had come back to you at that time what would you have thought oh once again this guy quits and runs back home would you have respected me what would the community say ah vilayati barrister failure again Was I a coward? Would I take the humiliation and said, "I don't want it. I've got a home back in India. I'll go back there, even starve over there, but not take this humiliation." I could do it. What about the others? What about my community? And that is where I decided that it wasn't an insult to me. This was an insult to all my community, all my brothers and sisters, and it was my. responsibility to respond to this that is where the change happened this is where the change happened on this platform i was thrown out of the train and that's where i decided that i was not going to take it anymore i had run away from many things for too too often not going to run away anymore so now do you know what happened ah so that is what you did Why couldn't you have told me? Oh, I told you, nothing much. That's the way it is. So now, what's next? Ah, I am the boss of the house. You go and look after your work. I look after the house. This is what. This is the change. This is the 
टर्निंग पॉइंट इन द रिलेशनशिप नाउ कस्तूर नोज वॉट दिस मैन इज डन देर इज एन एडमिरेशन इन हर माई हजबेंड इज रिमार्केबल ही गॉट थ्रोन आउट ऑफ द ट्रेन इन येट ही हेल्ड ऑन सो दिस इज अज टर्निंग पॉइंट अफकोर्स देर इज टर्म ऑयल दिस ट्रॉमा बट अज टर्निंग पॉइंट द रियलाइजेशन ऑफ द न्यू मैन इन हर लाइफ no longer that simple mohandas of rajkot this is the gandhi bhai of south africa a new husband that realization because she she sees that happening every time he steps out of the house they step out of the house the way he's talked to the way, the way he's, he's looked talked at. to the way he's looked at the way he's treated how the doors are open to him a new husband again and i think also a catalyst for her to change personally also yeah the realization that this means i have to perform a new role but what is that role it's going to violate my house he's bringing strangers into my house hey this is my house my domain what do you mean by anybody coming in and they're going to be our guests they're going to live with us and i have to provide with them for them I don't even know their religion I don't even know their caste I don't even know their community they become my house guest no 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 I can't do that this is my house but I don't have a say in that he is the lord of the manor I have to clean their chamber pots no the guests will clean their chamber pots but once in a while somebody will forget then we must clean the chamber pot chamber pot that's for the untouchables to do I'm not an untouchable What do you mean by that? No, no. There's no untouchability. It's work. There's nothing different. You peel vegetables, no. You wash clothes, no. Clean chamber pots. That's dirty. What's dirty in that? Once you clean it, it's clean. But that is supposed to be done by the untouchables. How can I'm a Vaishnav? What makes you a Vaishnav? You don't want to clean it. Keep it filthy. Keep a filthy house. Ashraf understand the trauma this woman is going to have she is grown up from childhood practicing the system of untouchability grown up with the belief that there are certain things that the upper castes can, should do and the certain things that the upper caste can't even imagining imagine doing and now in a strange land with no support system her husband is telling her all that is wrong you have to live this way so much change in such a short so much uh, period change, of time such drastic change she he is asking her to commit a sin and that too with a happy face you know she cleans it with a grumpy face he says no no expression also will expression be expression matters <laughs> you have to do it with a happy face you can't have a grumpy face and then one day when it becomes unbearable and she said okay I'll do it, but don't make me. Don't uh, think that I'm happy doing it. I'll do it reluctantly. He says, "Do it happily or not at all." Okay, fine, not at all. Here is your chamber pot. Clean it yourself. 
and the man gets up holds her by her hand drags her out and says get out of my house if you don't want to live the way i want you to live you have no place in my house he actually throws her out of the house and slams the door on her face in a strange land in the evening not even bothering to think where she will go she doesn't have a family she doesn't have a community she doesn't have relatives and he slammed the door on his face on her face and said get out of my house if you don't want to live by the way i want you to live thrown out of her own house in a strange land by her husband in fact this is a very well documented event and you know she, she bapu has himself written yes, about it and she turns around and says do you have no shame and that's when he realizes but here again i think it shows immediately he realizes what he's done wrong and they again find a way to reconcile it just speaks volumes about the marriage doesn't it the magic of the relationship is they respond in a provocative manner in the moment but they both realize the the mistake of those actions almost immediately and when kastur cries and says you know i would have if you had thrown me out in rajkot i would have gladly walked out but where do you expect me to go now whom do you expect me to turn to i have nobody over here and that realization that what have i done just because this is my house i can do this isn't it her house also isn't it her home doesn't she have a right to her own opinion is he in that moment of craziness there is this wisdom saying hey behave yourself and that ability to say no i'm wrong and not only do that and say but how can i take her back i've thrown her out no let us spend the night outside tomorrow i'll reconcile no if i'm i've done a wrong i have to rectify it immediately otherwise i compound the mistake and so there is an immediate rapprochement a reconciliation genuine effort to seek forgiveness admit the mistake and seek forgiveness that is the magic of the relationship that is also a realization that yes we will make mistakes yes there will be clashes but we will not let those clashes become insurmountable we will patch things up immediately the relationship matters more than our individual opinions we'll find a common ground but we will definitely find a common ground tushar that was a profoundly moving and uh, insightful look into kasturbas and mohandas gandhi's life thank you for that with this we conclude part 3 of the six part series on kasturba gandhi the mahatma's wife and whose contribution to the freedom movement needs to be better known in the next part we will discuss gandhi and kasturba back in india and what awaited them mm-hmm.